Welcome in everybody to Autorism Fancy Sports. It's Wednesday, something something day. I'm not sure what day it is, but I'm your host, Jamie, and we have Eli on the other side. So yeah, it's uh, another another day, another stream. It's another divisional preview. Oh, and we're hitting up the NFC West today. What a crazy, crazy time it is. I know I did I did some different stuff this time around, so we'll see how well this works out. So welcome in, everybody. Yeah, we're taking a taking a journey out west and uh, going to talk some uh, Seahawks, which I'm looking forward to. Going to talk a little 49ers and, you know, to a lesser degree, the Rams. And then we got to talk about those damn Cardinals. You know, you know they're I you know they're bound for a you know two and fifteen season. They, they ain't got much anything, but we'll, you know, we'll try to we'll do the best we can to try to talk them up. And yeah, I think uh, we can just gonna be a chore. we can just skip them and just call it good. I think. Right. We'll. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just call it good. We'll just say nope. But yeah. But if, if you guys haven't joined the Discord yet, make sure you do that. Uh, you know, we always have some interesting topics over there, a lot of characters. So, uh, and uh, Jay, if they haven't, um, if they haven't listened, well, you know, of course they've listened to us, but if they want to listen back to us, where can they find us? Well, I mean, you can always catch us on Google and Apple and Spotify as well. And I know our Spotify is actually looking pretty damn good. I know we got a few listeners over there. Um, I'm not sure about Google. I haven't checked that in a little while, but um, all I know is that people are listening to us. We have over 400 some odd listens, which is fantastic. So we're slowly kind of getting somewhere. It's kind of been ramping up with our previews. And I know our 2QB um, pod has the most listens right now with 14 of them. So um, there's probably a lot of people out there listening to our 2QB pod right now, which is awesome, man. It's freaking great for us. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, that's something we, you know, with these divisions wrapping up tonight, uh, it's something we might, you know, consider in the coming weeks is doing, doing like, a, you know, uh, maybe we'll take a poll. Maybe we'll see what kind of mock draft, you know, you guys might want to see. Um, you know, it's it never hurts. You know, we, we know drafting is coming up towards the end of the month for everybody. Oh, what's up, Big D? What's going on? You know, so <laughs> Murray's starting by week three. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how confident you are about that. But, you know, I, I know I'm sure not. But, uh, yeah, to get back to that, you know, we'll, we'll um, uh, probably do at least a mock draft and, uh, you know, have a couple other, you know, topics, you know, because football football's right around the corner. Um, you know, we had the Hall of Fame game last week and, pre, you know, the rest of the preseason is going to be kicking off tomorrow. Got a couple games and then Friday a few more games. So it's starting to ramp up. So, yeah, definitely do probably at least one more mock draft. And, uh, you know, depends, I know there's depends some games. There's, want to do another QB or, you know, you know, let us know. Yeah, for sure. I know there, I know there's some game, two games tomorrow. I don't know about Friday. I know there's some games Saturday, but I didn't look at the schedule yet, but I know there's a few games tomorrow as well. But, uh, oh, um, well, I know there was a big, some big, huge news kind of stirring around with Kareem Hunt was possibly going to land with the Saints, and that was a, no go and then um he flew to i guess we should say the colts but that was not even a done deal either so 
uh, yeah, I think that's probably a wise choice for him not landing with the Colts because I wouldn't want to be a part of that. Honestly, Cream should just go to a team where he can get a championship and just call it good. I think he should just go with. The, I think he should hit a deal with the uh, um, <laughs> Chiefs because Ceh is probably out the door and call it good. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Cream back with the Chiefs, and so I don't know if he's holding out for. Uh, I'm guessing it's a contract issue. You know, a lot of these. I'm not sure what it is with him because uh, the Saints are. We know the Saints. We just did them last week. We assume that they're going to win the NFC South. So you know, you, you, you're you could be on a playoff team, and especially with Alvin Kamara being out for a little bit. I mean, you've got a chance to get some touches there, and. Um, Colts, yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, that would have been a last resort. I mean, if they were willing to pay what he was, what he was looking for, I mean, I would have signed there just for the money. But um, yeah, 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 Chiefs, yeah. That would, I, I think, I think enough time has passed for what you know what happened there. If you, you know, when he was, you know, was let go. But so I, it'd be nice to see, him, see Kareem finish up his career with the Chiefs. That'd be great. Yeah, I would think so. It's, I mean, he should never. I mean few things he probably should have just had his head straight and he probably would have still been with the Chiefs he probably would have won in a you know a, a couple of rings already but nah. stupid stupid does does stupid things and there you go but stupid is a stupid does yeah that's about right yeah I think that was about it for most headline news I, I just know I've been trying to watch some I I actually yes this morning while I was trying to finish up some of my notes I was actually watching the old um um, ECU game and the uh, um, NC State game, and the, I couldn't remember the outcome of it, but I remember I um, saw the um, Mitchell run. I think it was like thirty or forty yard run, and they lost it because the, the kicker was shit, and it's just like so they lost by like two points. But yeah, it was uh, the last few days. Actually, I just been putting on college ball, and yeah, I had just been trying to get in the mood for college ball and whatnot so yeah that's coming around yeah, the corner no, too same, yeah same here man i've been you know um it'll be interesting to see what the last years are going to be like because this is kind of the last year before you know shit really hits the fan you know with all the conference realignments so be interesting to see how the you know the pac-12 goes out because i mean i they're, they're they're already talking that the four teams that were left might just you know go with the mountain west so there might yeah. not be a Pac-12, you know, going, you know, in 2024. So you know, be interesting to see their last year as a conference, and you know, see see what uh, you know, OU and Texas do in the SEC, and just see some um, yeah. UCLA, USC, Big Ten. So and then you know, kind of the other teams that'll be moving on in 2024. So yeah, I've been conference realignment, and yeah, definitely take some notes on you know uh, some of the games from last year. I'll have to do that as well to research a little bit we can do it do a yeah. college screen yeah. uh, stream in the fall yeah that's for sure i've i know all i only know is that uh pack well cal and i think in one other state was maybe thinking about the sce or acc one of those two things but i did see that um the heck was it uh yeah um san diego state was actually trying to um, try to actually get a league kind of get a different league kind of together, but that kind of fell through. But I think they're they were were trying to maybe get the last four teams that were in the Pac-12, maybe in conference with them possibly. But I that was kind of one of those things too. It was it's 
it kind of started working and kind of fiddled out kind of thing. I think, yeah, I think San Diego state, I think they're ready for a bigger conference because they've been in the mountain West for years and, you know, they just made the national championship game in basketball and, you know, football program has always been pretty good. So yeah, I mean, maybe they're just ready for an upgrade. It'd, it'd be crazy to see Cal. I, I'm not sure if it was Cal and, uh, I think the two state school, I think Washington State and Oregon State, I don't think it was them. I think it was Stanford and Cal. Like Stan seeing Stanford yeah, and Cal yeah. the ACC, that would be interesting. Yeah. That'd be good for the ACC. You know, they, then they would stretch yeah. from coast to coast and kind of be able to compete with the with the Big 12 and it's going to be hard to compete with the Big 10 and SEC. Those are monsters, but you know, at least they'd be on par with the Big 12 if they got those two schools. Yeah, for sure. I know. I conferences. Oh, we had a nice little rain shower up here. That's what I heard. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm assuming the Pac-12 will probably, or yeah, Pac-12 will probably be no longer after, after the 24th season. But you know, it's still got some time yet. You know, if kind of they fell through with the whole Apple Plus thing. You know, so that, so that deal fell through, and yeah, like most people are saying, we might not even have a Pac-12 in 2024. So I mean the history of the pack 12 was going to be going bye-bye and i'm just gonna be like it's just gonna be very odd to see no more freaking um oregon and oregon state and you know all these other you know rival rivalry games and stuff like that you know so that's gonna be the down this point because you're we're not gonna see those games anymore so it's kind of like damn dude yeah no uh be interesting to see what what happens and that'd be nice to, to go out with a bang though you know to get because you know, we we both like the like Oregon State, you know maybe there'll be a surprise team, you know you know crack the top, you know top fifteen, top ten this year. That'd be that'd be nice. Yeah. I you know just send you know hey you didn't want us you, you didn't want us to go along with the ACC or the or the Big Ten, you know hey we'll you know we'll we'll come out and we'll we'll try to win the conference, you know. So it's kind of a stretch, but you know Oregon State might be a sleeper there. Obviously, you know USC they're loaded, you know they'll be back, they'll be right up there. So. Be interesting to see what happens in the last year of the Pac-12. Yeah, for sure. I have to, I have to agree with you there. Ooh, hear a little thunder in the background. <laughs> we should try to try to <laughs> capture <laughs> capture some of the rain, <laughs> or do a right? rain, do a little rain. Ah, uh, uh, Jared says down down the field again. A victory, Lions. Go Lions! Well. The Lions, I did. Did you see the Gibbs um, in scrimmage or one of the scrimmage plays? He actually just darted out for a nice little long bomb from golf. That was, he was looking pretty damn speedy. I was like, ooh, I was kind of impressed. Yeah, he's got an extra gear. I, I hadn't seen the, I'll have to go back and watch it. I hadn't seen the video of that, but that doesn't, that doesn't shock me. I, I yeah. think he's, yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, that's a stretch, to think, <laughs> a stretch to think that, you know, this might get Jared a little excited there. My, I'm even wearing some lion's colors here, but uh, maybe, maybe he's like a poor man's Marshall Falk, you know, Marshall Falk from maybe. back in the day that could do a little Fox bit of everything. And just, I mean, I, I mean, that'd be best case scenario. I mean, that, he's one of the greatest backs that's ever played, but you know, yeah, yeah, well, I, like, I, like what I like what I've heard so far about Gibbs at, at training camp and, and we'll see in the preseason. We got Lions. Game. I'm not sure if the Lions are playing Friday or Saturday, but I think they're playing Saturday. One of one of those two things, but uh, uh enough little chitter chatter. And I, I think it's uh I think it's time to jump oh, right God. into it. 
Should have delayed the inevitable. We got to talk about the damn Cardinals. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Cardinals. Well, well, <sighs> too, too bad for everybody. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really do it. I didn't really jump in to do any graphics because I. I didn't honestly, I don't blame do. you. I, I don't blame <laughs> you one hand. <laughs> this this team is uh, yeah. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Awful, uh, inept, poorly run. <laughs> Garbage. Much <laughs> word come to mind when the Arizona Cardinals come uh, come to town. Uh, yeah, this is the only one. Like Jay does extra graphics. You know, he'll do a couple players or a couple you know comparisons among receivers or running backs. This we didn't even bother with this damn team because they're 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 trash. I mean, this is the, we, we've done we've literally done every NFL team and Kyler Murray. I mean, if it's it, Donovan thinks he'll be back week three. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm I'm thinking more mid season, but you know maybe week <laughs> week eight. Uh, Kyler doesn't even like football. I mean, so what makes you think he'd want to rush? That's my thing. Is like he's probably not that hurt. Yeah, give Murray so much credit. I, I don't even think he's that hurt. I just think he doesn't like football. I think he's gonna play out his contract, or not. Well, no, he signed a monster contract. I I I stepped over stepped over my tongue that i think i think he's gonna play out the year and then i think he's gonna go back to baseball yeah i said i i, I think he was too I busy wanting right. to play video i think he was too busy wanting playing video games where video he didn't games, really play too much and yeah he he doesn't want to he don't want to get a play doesn't want to get in his playbook uh doesn't care about the team got the coach fired i mean kingsbury <laughs> you know he wasn't the greatest coach to begin with but i you got to think he had a hand in that uh, yeah, Murray's just toxic. And, you know, his fantasy value isn't even what it was a couple of years ago, 2019, 2020, when he was really a spark plug. Like, you know, if he if he's hurt, even when he was healthy, I mean, he's still putting up decent numbers, but I mean, he's not top five, top 10 fantasy anymore, not even close. So, you know, that was that was his true value. Um, anyway, so we'll get into to the top five here and, and uh, you know, we'll get some feedback from you guys. Uh, Hollywood Brown, uh, I guess by default. And that's not even saying much because he, you know, he he's a he's a good receiver. Trade Murray, yeah, if you can, yeah, if you can get some value for him, absolutely, you know, <laughs> in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you're in a league with somebody, Goff is a rich man's Mahomes. Uh, if you're if you're in a league with somebody and and they still like the name value, hell, I did it last year. Hell, I did you know with with, uh, with Chad, who we won't mention anymore. Uh, I made a deal with Chad last year uh, for Kyler was part of the package, and I was excited. I'm like, oh, because I thought I thought you know, hey, they're finally going to put it together this year, and and nope, and it just totally you know screwed up my season. I ended up seven and seven, but um, yeah, he's yeah, uh, Kyler. I have it two. I have it at two because it's got to be there because you know when he's playing, who else are they going to put in at quarterback? Colt McCoy. Cole McCoy ain't got no fantasy value. So no. Kyler, yeah, Kyler's got to be number two, uh, even if he misses, you know, six, eight games or so. Uh, but yeah, Hollywood Brown, I put a one. Uh, he was a, you know, decent, decent number one when he was in Baltimore. And then, that you know, obviously he signed with Cardinals a couple years ago. And uh, yeah, I, I think, I think Hollywood can have a, Depends on the quarterback, but they don't have a lot around him. I, I think he can get to a thousand yards. I really do because there's not, other than Rondale Moore, there's really not much else to to work with, in, you know, in the passing game. And somebody's got to get those yards. Even even Cole McCoy, who if he, you know if he plays, if he starts, let's say six games, he'd probably have what thirteen hundred yards, twelve hundred yards, something like that. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Brown had only one thousand yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brown only had, and, and we'll get to that here too as well once we kind of get through everything. Because sure. I have a nice little graphic that shows everything. Everybody's gonna be like, Ooh. "Oh!" But oh! Um, <laughs> but uh, overall, I mean, uh, Brown actually had one thousand yard season. Yeah, that was that was with the Ravens before he got traded and he came over to Arizona. About eight hundred yard season, give or take, and it's just kind of like. Yeah, he got the targets, but it didn't really. He didn't really didn't seem like Arquise Brown. He didn't show that flash and show that pop. I mean, yeah, Hopkins was there, but still, I mean, he should have at least had something going on with him. I mean, hell, I don't honestly. I don't even like Marquise Brown, and I'm not drafting him. That's all I'm going to say right there. But I mean, I can say here real quick is um, I didn't get everyone's done, but um, I, I think. I, I think in a pinch you'd almost have to. I mean, who else? I, I I'll just ask you. But um, maybe maybe we can put that graphic up now because nobody cares about James Conner or uh or Trey McBride. So <laughs> put that receiver graphic up. Because because the the debate. Here we go. So the debate to me comes down to: Would you rather go with Hollywood or would you rather go with Rondale Moore? Now that's so. Part, Obviously, Hollywood's going to get more targets because he's the he's the number one, right? But I, I yeah. don't think there's much of a difference. I, I think there's enough. the The difference is is going to be the targets, obviously, and that's why I put, you, you know, him at one and Rondale at five. But I mean, they could easily go, you know, back to back. They could be three, four, four, five, and you know, on my list because there there's not much. Pe- I don't know. People still think of him as as the number one guy from Baltimore that came over a couple years ago, and he's. I don't think he he's he's that, but it's like those yards. It's me. The yards got to go somewhere. Uh, Zach Ertz is, is shot. I don't think there's anything left there. Maybe a couple hundred yards receiving. Trey McBride, yeah. same thing. Four fifty, five hundred yards receiving. So those, you know, it's an NFL team. The yards have to go somewhere, and I just figure it's going to be these two guys. Um, I don't know unless you like uh, Dorch at all or Michael Wilson. Michael uh, Wilson is their their rookie this year. I was going to write it, look at his college stats real quick, but I didn't have an opportunity to do that. Um, Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, probably you know the one two over there for sure. That's that would be a given. Rondell, I think, is a little bit more explosive. Brown, I mean, yeah, he's probably be the target leader for sure. Um, so Brown, our one hundred yard game last year. He had six 20-yard um, receptions, give or take, in there. So, I mean, which is quite a bit. He had one 47-yard reception up in there for last year. He only had one 140-yard game last year, and that was in week three, and he had 14 receptions. Other than that, give or take, his receptions per game was about eight targets per game, give or take, in there. Um, with more, he had three 20-yard um, receptions, two 30-yard receptions up in there, and then he had, um, so he pretty much had 56 targets. That's about give or take. These guys were getting almost the same targets, eight targets per game, give or give or take. So, I mean, which guy do you, would you like more? I mean, Marquise could give you that 140, 150-yard game. Rondale Moore gives you a little bit more explosives, you know, long, you know, yard, you know, yard-wise anyways. I mean, for t- reception-wise anyways. But he's got the explosive enough to do a 30 or 40-yard breakout. So, I mean, the, I mean, these guys are almost similar. And I was looking at these. I mean, these guys are almost eye and eye. I mean, Michael Wilson. 
I think you can get a lot more bang for your buck with Rondale Moore. If, if we're, cause people are going to overdraft, you know, Hollywood Brown because he's got the name value still, but I, I, yeah, I don't think there's much of a difference. I, you know, if there's how many, what, maybe a couple rounds difference. Like in Drake. Yeah. Big difference. That's, that's well, Rondale, you can, yeah, you know, twelve team um, actually, league, sixteen team league, or something. Yeah. I mean, that makes quite a bit of difference. You know, a couple rounds. So, uh, I would, I would lean more towards Rondale. That's just me because I think you can yeah. get better value, and I don't think there's a huge difference. I just, yeah. I had to put, I had to put him at one because Rondale doesn't have any thousand yard seasons. He's never been the number one guy. You know, so it's mm. it's kind of by default. I'm not. There's yeah. not much difference between the two, but yeah, I would I would lean more towards Rondale in your guys' yeah. drafts coming up. If you're gonna, you could get Rondale late, you know, really cheap. Yeah, you can get Rondale late, and which is more likely pretty much 12th, 13th round. I was doing, I was yeah. writing down our from our mock drafts we did, give or take, and even in a two QB league, you can get Rondale pretty well late. But if you get in deeper leagues, I'm sure that'd be a little bit more different. Greg Dortch will probably be undrafted. Michael Wilson. Maybe he might be drafted in later rounds for sure. Maybe 19th, 18th round. Depends on how deep your leagues are. But, I mean, Michael Wilson will probably be undrafted. Depends on how much hype he can get. I was going to write – I was actually was going to look into him a little bit more this morning because um, I was kind of curious on um, how he looked and whatnot and what his stat lines were. I didn't write those down, so my apologies, everybody. Um but yeah, other than that, I mean, Mike, Michael Wilson could be the number three over Greg Dortch. I mean, Greg Dortch had a little bit of a spurt there toward the end of the season. I know everybody was kind of picking him up there at toward the end, but I don't know. I think uh, Wilson could uh, fall into being the number three guy there and Greg Dortch being number four. That's just me, though. Yeah, Dortch, mo- most of Dortch's value. I mean, if you remember uh, first, there's always that guy. You know, last year it was uh, Duvernay from Baltimore and Greg Dorch from the Cardinals. You know, the first couple weeks, you know, they'll put up like a like a hundred yard two touchdown game out of nowhere, and people will be like, "Oh, you know, this is oh oh, I got to rush and get Greg Dorch." I, I think it, I'm not sure if it was week one. It was one of those first few weeks where where Dorch. Oh, so were, let me. <laughs> oh, go ahead. So let me back up here because I. For for when I was saying off uh, stat wise, Moore Moore had three twenty yards and two 30-yard receptions. Dorch had, th- um, so when I said uh, Moore had one 47-yard reception, that was actually Greg Dorch who had, he had, so he had three 20, 20-yard receptions, give or take, you know, and then um, he had one good 47-yard reception for pretty much, that was probably a long bomb anyways, but he actually had 64 targets, which give or take six targets per game, you know, so it's, he was kind of he was kind of in the mix a little bit, but more more likely not. So, I mean, I just revise what I just said previously about a couple of minutes ago that uh, um, I had the one for 47, 47 yard reception, but it was it was Greg Dortch when I was looking at stat lines and stuff like that. So, it's it's I, it, you're you're forgiven. It's the Cardinals. These guys all kind of right together. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll uh. Let me let me finish up on the top five, and then I'll I'll give you a sleeper. I don't know if Jay's got one too, but uh, and we'll then we'll polish off the Cardinals polishing a turd. Uh, I got James Conner at number three. Uh, you know the guy had a couple years ago had fifteen touchdowns, so I mean he's he's capable of it. I know he's starting to get up there in age, and um, you know obviously long gone are his Steeler days where he he could be you know probably a top 
15, top 12 fantasy back. Like, you know, his value is really, yeah, if he scores touchdowns and stays healthy, uh, you know, he he might still provide something for you. And there's not really a challenger there. I mean, I mean, this is the same team that, you know, their, their leading rusher of a couple of weeks, Eno Benjamin, they cut him out of nowhere. You know what I mean? So uh, the Cardinals do some funky, weird stuff. Kyler's not going to be in there. So I think, I think Connor, his, his best value would be early in the season. And then if you can trade him, you know, if, you know, while Kyler's out, cause Colt McCoy is not a, you know, running quarterback by any means. So I, I, I think uh, up front, you could probably get a few decent games out of Connor and then flip him. And then uh, number four got Trey McBride. I, I think because he's younger and just from what I saw on the Cardinals depth chart, you know, just going off of that, I, I think he's past Ertz on the depth chart. And so by default, I'll put him there. I can't put three Cardinal receivers in there in the top five. That, that, you know, that's, that'd be <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not going to put Greg Dorch. I'm sorry. Greg Dorch isn't going to be drafted in anybody's, you know, in, in any 16, you know, round, 17 round draft he ain't gonna be taken so and neither is uh wilson so uh put mcbride at four and l- like i mentioned earlier rondale at five but a sleeper guy uh I, I liked him out of college last year and you know people are already touting um few few reports about he might be brock purdy you know he might be a, a brock purdy you know a late round guy that comes out of nowhere uh clayton tune i love the i love the hmm. last name tune you know, huh, little, interesting little, tunage going on little tune uh yeah last year at houston had 40 touchdowns through the air only 10 picks um almost 68 percent completion that's two years in a row i mean that's that's not like alabama these alabama quarterbacks are putting up like 75 percent completion i mean but i mean look who they're throwing to versus you know the the kind of people houston gets so i look at that you know that's that's pretty damn good two years in a row about 68 percent completion that should translate well to the NFL if he, if he ever gets in there. And and he also had five rushing touchdowns, so he can move a little bit. Five, I think he had, uh, yeah, 544 rushing yards and five touchdowns last year. So Clayton Toon, uh, with Kyler kind of being, you know, if Kyler's traded or, you know, ends up quitting on the team, you know, pulls a Mariota from last year, just gets up and goes. <laughs> you know, sitting in, the Kyler's always capable of anything. We all know that. You know, this guy, this guy, he's checked out. Um, Clay, you know, Colt McCoy is Colt McCoy. I mean, he's an old yeah. veteran. He's, you know, he's just a serviceable backup. I mean, he's probably going to lose almost every start that he makes filling in for Kyler. So why not give Clayton Tune a chance? I mean, they have nothing to lose. So maybe later in the year after Kyler's been traded or left the team and they've seen enough of Colt McCoy, you know, maybe Tune might get some action. I, I mean, he's not worth drafting or anything. But, you know, I we try to give you a sleeper from all these different teams. And, and he was the guy from the Cardinals that I was like, OK, I could, I could see, you know, maybe under a different coaching staff. Like if he's still on the team next year, maybe he might have some value. But I liked him a lot in, out of Houston last year. Yeah, I didn't really look into him. I, I was going to look see who the backup was. And I just wasn't quite sure because I, I don't know. It was Kyler, Kyler even doing anything at all? Or was he even like... um doing any training camp i know i I didn't really dig into it much i just heard he was probably going to be out or anything like that so i wasn't quite sure who was you know i think it's colt probably more than like colt's gonna be yeah that's a good way to lose games too i mean that's smart if right if they're if they're looking to to you know clean house and get rid of everybody this this is the best way to do it because uh you know colt mccoy ain't gonna win anything might might win a game um you know, so one in six, one in seven when Kyler eventually gets in there. 
um, trying to get Caleb Williams or Drake May next year. So uh, that's probably the way to do it. But I, I honestly, I've had enough. You, you have any other any other uh, takes on the Cardinals? I've had enough of these guys. Um, I'm just going to say, um, Kyler, you know, before Kyler got injured, he was actually a top 12 QB 72% of the time. Um, so he was actually, you know, top 12, 54% of the time. He wasn't, he didn't even, the crazy funny thing is, is that he didn't even like, wasn't even out of the top 25, which is crazy to actually like think about. So his consistency was pretty damn good before he got injured. And that's just that's what I that's that's what I think. Um, Marquise Brown, real quick. Uh, he was averaging about, or not averaging. Marquise was actually a top twenty-four wide receiver, twenty-five percent of the time. He was actually he finished in the top 50 percent of the time. So it's kind of like, eh. But he was a top thirty-six uh, wide receiver. 25 percent of the time so it's his consistency is up and down that's why i'm kind of sketch on him and kind of like eh, do i really want want to take the risk and actually draft a guy and see if he's going to be a really be a, if he's going to be a sleeper is he going to be a bust and if they don't have kyler i mean mccolt mccoy is he really going to give him what he needs to you know be valuable that's he's, what i think i i you know what i i would avoid uh, to be honest i think i think jay would agree with me like i would avoid these receivers like the plague I mean, I would stay the hell away from these guys because they just. That's me, though. Colt, I mean, it. Yeah, it's it's hard because somebody's got to get these targets. I mean, they're not gonna. I mean, they're not gonna run. They might run James Conner into the ground. I don't know, but um, it's somebody's got to get these targets. Somebody's got to get these yards. So, uh, yeah, just based on value, like I said, Rondale Moore. Um, Rondale would be the guy you can get like in twelfth, thirteenth round. You know, and then he, he, he'll stick Rondale on the bench. And then if he starts popping, has a couple good games in a row, throw him right in, throw him in the flex spot, you know, throw him into one of the two receiver spots. If, you know, if he's playing that well, but uh, you know, that's just my theory is, is somebody's got to get these garbage because we know they're going to be bad. Somebody's got to get these garbage targets, these garbage yards. And I, I could, I could see it being, you know, one of those two guys, but I think your, your best values of Rondale. <sighs> yep. yep. On to, I, I to a team. Onto a team that we like a little bit more, a little, little bit more, and uh, you know they, they have a little more talent, oh, a little more well, stability. Uh, before you get too oh, far, yes, the, ahead uh, of your, the LA Rams. Before you get too far ahead of yourself, because you, you know you forgot to kind of like. The I, I don't I don't care oh, I don't care if you gotta get off the Cardinals, you know the, you know we we got to talk about the running back here a little bit quick too you know you're, you're getting too far ahead of yourself I know that um James Conner is you know if you have to come down to your drafts James Conner will be a guy you're probably drafting more likely he'll be into be taken into sixth round give or give or take that's probably the good draft position for him to go in in sixth round um james connor anyways i mean he he finished in 2021 fifth overall in fantasy points which was about 17.2 points per game and uh, 2022 he finished in 20th about 200 200 points give or take about 15.4 points per game so even though they were lacking you know wide receiver depth and whatnot james connor was their workhorse you know, you got uh, Keaton Ingram, Corey Clement, who was probably, I think he was an old uh, 
oh, I think it was an Eagles. So I can't remember this exactly, but uh, Marlon Mack, they was they actually just signed him like a few days ago, and um, yeah, he's actually just tore his uh, Achilles, so he's pretty much done for the season. So you can probably look at Keaton Ingram or Corey Corey Clement for you know for kind of an RB two ish kind of thing, give or take for. Especially in deeper leagues, you know, one of these two guys is going to get the carries, yards, and whatnot. So Ingram might be your guy there. Um, but I think, I think yeah. Ingram is a sleeper. I I, yeah. I think Ingram, you know, because Connor's starting to get up there in age. I, I could see him yes. having a three. Yeah, Ingram he is a real sleeper for these guys. Yep, yep. Um, Jake Connor is twenty eight, and I know he's had at least three seasons in the top. 10 for um brushing and whatnot so i mean he, he is fantasy irrelevant but he's plagued with a few injuries too as well which kind of dimbled a couple of his seasons too as well but you know does connor have some upside yes he does but he can also kind of be a downside too as well but overall james connor will be their workhorse little you know and he'll get he'll actually get some uh you know pass pass catching work as well in there too i mean he had um about mm, 300 some odd yards receiving last year and a touchdown so just a very little bit but he had both with a rushing share so just a little bit of the pie on um target share as well so but yeah i think that gives or gives or take everything and i just come out and cover everything with that too as well so james connor six round give or take but i draft him if i have to maybe if not i'll try to shoot for somebody else but in six round some okay mediocre value i i actually would uh, like i said i think he's gonna have value earlier in the season because a lot of those yards that kyler would have been scrambling for or eating up i i think he's i think he's gonna be a workhorse the first you know four or five, six games of the season, and then you can flip him because, he, you know, he's getting yep. – because somebody's going to want to make a run in their league. Ingram's a great later-round grab. I, we, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I think Ingram – or if, if Connor is traded, you know, because we assume that they're going to be in, in the, the market, you know, like the Bucks are. They're going to be trading off guys. I mean, maybe that includes Hollywood. Maybe Hollywood's moved. Uh, but, yeah, James Connor could be moved. Easy. And then and then uh, Keontae Ingram comes in and, and becomes the feature back and gets those touches and – um, well, maybe he's the guy end, ending up with eight, 900 yards at the end of the season. So it'd be interesting to see, but <sighs> is it, is it, is the Rams time? Can I talk about the Rams? <laughs> yeah, I? it is. Uh, it is Ram time. Not okay. Right. Calm down. Dougie. Calm down. Calm down over there. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Cooper Cup, I have it number one. Uh, did you hear anything about his injury update? Um, no. I, all I know is right now there's another guy that will be kind of in the midst of actually seeing some targets and whatnot. He's actually been looking good in um, training camp right now, which we'll kind of get to in a little bit. But as far as I know, I haven't heard anything else on his uh, injury yet. Oh, is, so is that the uh, is that the Kanua Kanua kid? Maybe, possibly. I'm gonna 
maybe we'll be talking about him in a little bit here. But uh, yeah, I'll just crank through the top five, and then, and then we can get into uh, some of uh, some of Jay's list. Um, Cooper Cup, kind of by default, put at number one. Uh, you know, we know he had injuries last year, but I mean, the year before that, when they won the Super Bowl, this guy was elect. I mean, this guy was the best receiver in the league. So um, I don't think you fall off that far in a year and a half. You know, so I think um, he's not going to be what he was, and he might be overdrafted. Depends on what this injury situation is like and how your league, you know, folds out um, or, or lays out in the draft in the coming weeks. But uh, uh, Cooper Cup, I put out number one, especially with a ha- um, healthy Matt Stafford. Uh, healthy Stafford put it two. Uh, him and him and Cup are dynamite. You know, Stafford was also hurt last year. Kind of remind me of the Warriors in basketball. You know, the Warriors had that one down year. Uh, I think it was four or five years ago. Um, they went like. I think like 50, 15 and 67 or something. That remind me of the Rams last year, really down year. Uh, you know, Cup and Stafford were hurt. So the, these two guys, uh, as long as – I, I always worry about Stafford, you know, taking one more wrong hit and, and being, you know, permanently permanently out. But um, I put these guys one, two, great combo. Cam Akers. Cam Akers I have at number three. I wouldn't Ooh. have said that last year. I might have put Daryl Henderson <laughs> in that spot. Uh, right. Beginning of 2022. But you know Cam Akers, I'll I'll put it three. He's kind of the feature back by default. They have some young guys too, um, including the 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 kid out of Ole Miss who I like, Zach Evans. Might talk about him too in a second. But uh, Cam Akers, I'd put it three. Uh, Tyler Higby at four. He's a solid, serviceable tight end. Solid guys, top fifteen, top fifteen fantasy tight end, and he's been like that the last two years. So uh, reliable guy. You know, plays almost every game. So uh van jefferson i'll put it five you know what what the hell um he's moving on up van he's not your ideal number two receiver but you know he's serviceable and uh you know and there might be a young guy that that kind of pops up too out of nowhere because we know that cooper cup if he's healthy is going to get a majority of these targets and then it's probably higby after that and then maybe one of the running backs after that and then fourth Fourth at the table is, is probably Van Jefferson in terms of targets. So, uh, that would, yeah, that's my that's my top five. Ooh, I mean, it's not a bad top five at all. I mean, it's the only down only the only thing a downfall is if Stafford stays healthy, and then you know it'll help Cup be that first round talent or first round elite talent that everybody wants to be drafted him for that target hog, but not I. You know, if if it can Stenson Bennett produce that, oh, oh, a 1400 oh. yard receiver? That's going to be the question. That kid, that kid's going to, he might be Purdy, man, or, or uh, Clayton Toon, the, the kid from, from the Cardinals. I like, yeah, yeah. Stetson Bennett, man, it hammers him or Zach Evans for, you know, the sleeper guy. Yeah. Well, I know it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, can you know? I know Van Jefferson was kind of a, you know, I think he's been in the league three years now. I think you know, so he didn't really produce much. And then, yeah, Ben Ben Stronick and up in there too as well. I think he kind of got. I think from what I was looking, he got bumped down. He got bumped down now and whatnot. So it's Cooper Cups could be your main guy. You know. Um, projection wise, I mean, so all these projections are from Sleeper. I know a bunch of other project um, sites have pretty similar or close projections. I know I've seen fourteen hundred 
and probably like 140 some like i see like 140 some odd receptions or 120 some odd receptions i'm like i'm like no way in hell this guy is going to catch like 120 balls i'm like but it's possible i guess i mean i can see target wise but i mean <laughs> but receptions is like dude that's insane dude for for yeah for a for a 30 year old receiver coming off you know an injury <laughs> uh, yeah has he got that's super glue on his gloves or something <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean other than that it's you know it, it comes down to do you want so do you want Jen? Well, so pretty much I was looking at some depth charts. Puka actually um, bumps up, up in the third. Ben kind of goes down. And I don't know. I mean, they got Tutu Atwell up in there too as well. But Tutu, <clears throat> not a guy I'll be drafting in this oh. wide receiver core. I, um, Van Jefferson's got a little upside. Um, I didn't have time to actually stat all how many receptions he's had and whatnot and how many yards you know if he was talent if he's good enough for us to actually want to draft kind of thing but i mean he's got some upside you know he'll might get a few touchdowns here and there um now puka is a guy i kind of i'm i'm a little more like frown on here because you know he's he's gotten you know his so I was watching some highlights here quick of him and he actually had 48 receptions, 625 yards, you know, averaging about 13 yards, about 13 yards per care or catch. He had five touchdowns. He had like five touchdowns rushing. Um, he had about 209. So out from, so this guy honestly is a, a poor, a poor man's Debo Samuel, but not elite. But uh, I mean, Ooh. this guy. Ooh. Yep, yep, yep. Ooh. So, if, so th this is what this guy represents. Um, so he he likes uh, he lacks separation. Um, he's a speed. He's pretty much a speedster. He likes uh, pretty much run a straight line. You know, he's he's got a limited tree route. He's you know, so he's not as crisp as Debo right now, but maybe down, you know, so maybe Puka can be the next Debo Samuels sometime, but I mean, overall, um, he rather, you know, he, he kind of likes it. He likes to run straight. You know, he doesn't like to, you know, once he gets going, he doesn't want to cut across. He just, he's pretty much a deep threat kind of, kind of thing. So he just, he just doesn't like to really change his direction when he's ready up to full speed. So, so this will be an interesting guy to kind of keep an eye on. And as far as I know, I don't think he's really been drafted really high, high. So a lot of times, so in, in smart leagues, this guy will probably on the waiver wire. Um, but yeah, this is going to be an interesting um, prospect to kind of keep your eye on because I just know he's been making some headlines in the, in training camp right now, just because um, Cooper Cup is not there right now. And um you know, I I, I don't mind uh, Puka actually. I mean, I was watching some of his highlights, and it just he's got some speed, he's got some skills, and I I I, I might try to nab him up, and you know, I'm I'm gonna try to watch him in preseason here a little bit, see I kind of see how he kind of looks and kind of um kind of what kind of role he's gonna kind of be in. But I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a little some jet sweeps and you know these little dump offs, you know. Because that was what his talent was in uh, BYU, you know. So I mean, it, he was pretty much a 50-50 kind of guy. So I'm, I'm a little kind of curious on this guy. And that, and that might be his role too, you know, because Van, Van's kind of the deep threat. Cooper Cup's kind of the Swiss Army knife. 
you know, Cooper does a little bit of everything. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but they run similar offenses. I mean, they're from the same coaching tree, you know, obviously McVay and, and Shanahan. So yeah, yeah. I, I could see him, but yeah, Debo is a special talent and we'll talk about him coming up in, in with the 49ers, but yeah, so yeah. that's asking a lot, but yeah, I, I like him as a rookie. He's definitely going to uh, jump uh Skowernak. I, I, I could see. I oh, could I see think Cooper. Tutu as well. Tutu yeah, as well. Yeah, Tutu Atwell. Nah. And McCutcheon, you know, he was kind of the darling from last preseason. That McCutcheon yeah. kid that was tearing it up in pre in preseason last year, yeah, he he'll easily jump him as well. Yeah, Puka could be the number three guy. I, I think so. I mean, I I'm I'm gonna watch him up in um, um, preseason here a little bit, see if I want to take a risk on him, and especially in deeper leagues, because I know we'll be doing a 16 man draft here pretty soon, and Puka will probably be a guy drafted in later rounds. So if he actually gets some hype, he actually might he might be a you know. Right toward the you know eleventh or tenth, you know he could be going ahead of, of our favorite, my favorite guy, John Mitchie the third. So Ooh. I know I haven't mentioned his name in a little while since we've been doing so many previews, but yeah, other, other than that, I'm I, I might be a little Puka fanatic here. So Puka, 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 Puka. yeah. Puka says Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I think that kind of um, kind of wraps up our kind of, I think that kind of covers our wide receiver p- talks of this guy, of pretty much the wide receiver core. And then we'll kind of get into, I know you kind of mentioned some Cam Akers, but before we get there, Cooper was actually, he was actually a top uh, 24 wide receiver 88% of the time, which is just crazy. He, he didn't even, Amazing. he was actually in yeah. Yeah, he was actually in the top twenty-four quite a bit, and that which was twenty-two percent of the time. So, him actually like him finishing like into twenty, like top twenty-five or thirty-six was he didn't even like finish there because he was he's that damn good. And, and there was maybe like a few times where he actually maybe finished out of the top thirty-six, which is very very little. Um, Van Jefferson, eh, he was a top twenty-four wide receiver. Nine percent of the time. I mean, he's got some <laughs> got some talent, but not that damn great. So, I mean, he was finishing out of the top thirty six almost sixty five percent of the time. So he so he's the classic. He's the classic like fill in on a bye week maybe as a flex guy, like sit on probably you know, more the, than likely. Yeah, end of your bench kind of guy. Yeah. I... <laughs> Donovan says, "I feel a little pook coming through." <laughs> oh no! I uh, feel a little puck coming through. Oh, are you talking about hockey, huh? You trying to talk about hockey? Hey, what are you talking about, you <laughs> sicko? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, it, I mean, he was a wide receiver three, like twenty-seven percent of the time. That's you know, good, good for you know, top third, um, twenty-five, thirty-six wide receiver range. So lacks a little talent. But he'll kind of give you what you need here and there, and probably a good. I mean, it probably he might be good for a couple of weeks, and then you might you might be dumping this guy off. I mean, I I would take my risk more on Puka than Van Jefferson. I think Puka looks ten times better than Jefferson, but you you just don't know with training camp, and they like to you know nail these certain guys. And I didn't hear much about Van Jefferson, anyways. But who knows? Jefferson could have. A pretty good, pretty good season too. I mean, you know, he's projected for 554 yards. Not a lot. That's probably not a lot of targets. 
maybe 50, 60 some odd targets possibly with that outlook. Yeah, but, 60, 65, probably somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then I think it's this way. There we go. Ah, ah. Yes, this. Uh, well, Cam Akers, <laughs> this was a very interesting, you know, the Rams getting rid of, I mean, Cam has been in the year, he's been in this with the Rams three seasons already. And it was funny last year because they couldn't decide on who they wanted. Cam maker was almost got cut last year. And then they, yeah, cut, yeah, and then they cut this, then they cut the other guy and then cam was the guy. And it's kind of like, dude, you didn't want anything with this backfield. And then you, you know, I know Kyrie Williams, we kind of talked about him a little bit last year as well. Um, I think we kind of picked him up in a couple leagues or whatever. He kind of flashed him here and there. I mean, I don't know much in Zach Evans. I think he's he was kind of in there a little bit too because I didn't pay attention to the Rams that much. So it was kind of like, nope, I ain't paying attention to anybody in this in this backfield. I I was I was real you know real excited about getting off the Cardinals, but you know I I can't get me I I can't get enough of this Rams backfield here. Donovan, I am not touching Rams running back with a ten foot pole and Eli pushing. Well, well, ho, 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 Santa Claus! I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the reindeer out front, and I'm, and I'm controlling this sleigh here. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up! Because guess what? Uh, Cam Akers, yeah, he was on the brink of being cut, and Daryl Henderson was technically the feature back for probably half the year before they got rid of him. So, the Rams, yeah, it was kind of a mess. But you know, Cam Akers really came on towards the end of last year. That might have just been yeah. fresh legs or whatever the deal was, but uh, you know, he's, he was touted for a reason. I mean, he was, he was supposed to be a higher pick in, in, in last year and in 2021's fantasy draft as well. Last couple of years, he, he was projected to be a higher running back pick and he will be again this year. So um, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't even realize that, that, um, you know, he, he, he uh, yeah, I, I spaced it. I spaced it, but I, but uh, yeah, Cam Akers, number one, he's number one, on the depth chart. He should be, um, he's, but Zach Evans, he's coming up. Okay. I know we said that about Kyron Williams last year. He was the seventh round guy that, you know, make, you know, it was kind of a, kind of like with McCutcheon, kind of a, the toast of, of the preseason, you know, all this yeah. young guy he's going to come back from injury, you know, and we all kept waiting, like, you know, cause running back gets so thin in these leagues, like towards the end of the year. So you're, you know, you're grabbing somebody on the, you know, grabbing somebody and sticking them in the <laughs> IR spot on your team. He was that yeah. guy. So, uh, but I like me Zach Williams a lot more. Or, I'm sorry, Zach Evans. Uh, he was a, a TCU transfer over to Ole Miss. And last year, um, if, let me see if I have this right. Yeah, yeah, nine touchdowns, 936 yards. Um, had, oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. Right. That's yeah, CV yep. that he did at Ole Miss. You know, he had, yep. he had a solid, you know, he wasn't one of these backs that had 1,600 yards and 15 touchdowns or anything crazy, you know, like yep. Dijon or one of those guys. But um, Zach Evans might have might have some value. Uh, he's no, not Cam Akers, but you, you know, Cam well, Akers yeah. got, you never know what these guys, you know, one, somebody goes down. I mean, are you really, I don't see them unless they trade for Josh Jacobs, you know, unless they bring Josh Jacobs in from, from the Raiders. I, I, I don't see anybody on this depth chart. Like if Cam Akers goes down, I think Zach Evans by default would be the feature back. Yeah. You know, I should have put, 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 put Ronnie Rivers, blah, you know, he didn't yeah, really I, do anything for me. So I should have put, uh, 
basically Josh Jacobs, you know, trading for Josh Jacobs or, you know, a healthy Cam Akers all year. Yep. I should have put the rookie thing into Zach Evans because I forgot all about that. Oops. That's so, nice yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, because so Zach Evans is a rookie this year. Um, Cam Akers um, drafted in pretty much average sixth round, give or take. It doesn't matter in two QB leagues or PPR leagues. Been averaging sixth round, give or take. Um, when he did play, he played did he did play 15 games. So he was a top 24 running back 40% of the time. Um, so he actually finished in the top 25 20% of the time. Failed to finish in the top 36 40% of the time. So he's got talent. He's least legit i mean he's gonna get you some work he's gonna be a little bit of a workhorse i mean he did have a few receptions up in there um he had 13 receptions seven hundred and seventeen yards no touchdowns but i mean he did get a little bit of that work i think zach evans did he have did zach evans have some um receiving um, work when he was with tcu uh, a little, a little bit with TCU, and then a little bit with because he spent yeah. one year at Ole Miss. So oh, okay, so these guys, so he's kind of, so. yeah. I think I think they they drafted him as insurance. He was a six round pick. I think he's insurance yeah. for Cam Akers because he has a he has a similar skill set. That could be then. So yep. I think they kind of had him, you know, just in case something happened with Cam. But yeah, when when Cam Akers is in there, you know, you're in a twelve man, you know, you're in a twelve man league, and you're let's say you're starting two running backs. Uh, yeah, from, from what you're saying, 40% of the time. Yeah. He's a, he's a starter. I didn't, you know, we don't, cause we bash cam Akers so much, but it's like, you know, on one, you know, in one of the teams in your league, somebody's going to be starting cam Akers every week. You know, you almost have, oh, yeah, most he's, definitely. A, he's a top 24 fantasy back. He is. So yep. It's, it's, just, yeah, he uh, is. It's crazy. This yep. guy was almost cut. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So for us to be like, you know, it was crazy. Like the one minute have him on your team, then you drop him his ass to waivers, and next thing you know, you're yep. picking him up the next yeah. day. So it's just like, what the frick is going on with this guy? You know, so it's like just insane. Um, I know you talked about Ty- Tyler Higby. I mean, he's actually um crazy funny Higby. thing is, yeah, he's actually had four seasons in four seasons in the top eighteen in his fantasy seasons. He's been in the top eighteen at least four of his seasons. Um, he's been in, uh, three of his seasons in the bottom, you know, finishing 34. So Higby, would I draft him? Maybe, but I probably wouldn't. I'd be trying to get a guy like, uh, um, Pat Maramuth, Okonkwo, um, a few, probably a few other guys, but, uh, but Higby, you can get late. Um, he's actually been in the 12th round give or take so he could be some guy you could be looking at you know he probably won't have much much value but i mean this guy i mean he's only a 500 600 yard tight end with maybe a few touchdown upsides he's so, a good he's a good backup He he's like you know you're gonna have to have a tight you know somewhere on this roster you're gonna have to have a backup tight end he's that guy to me yeah. like he's per that Fit, you know, fill him in on a bye week, or if you have a couple week injury or something, you know, you need to put him in uh, for a Hawkinson or something. That's that's Higby's role. I think he's perfect in that. So yeah, I wouldn't draft him too high. Twelfth round sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, and he's thirty years old too. So I mean, I'm sure there's a few other um, tight ends you probably take over him. Would you take uh, Higby or Ertz coming back? Oh, Higby, absolutely. I think Ertz is shot. 
Yep. In in the and then I'd say I'm trying to think. Yep, we haven't got to some of the other tight ends yet, but then I'll I'll probably ask out of these if it came down to out of these tight ends out of this division, we'll see uh, who we actually take. So, uh, was there anything else we wanted to mention about the Rams before we speak now or forever hold your peace? Uh, (laughs) I need to get a little gavel. I need to order one off Amazon or something. (laughs) Meeting adjourned. Made in adjourn, kapunk. Good. Um, I'm good. So I, our first half of teams are done. So if you're just tuning us, joining us, welcome into Otter Rhythm Fantasy Sports. I'm Jamie, and that's Eli. Um, we just got done talking about the Cardinals, who we could just say they're trash. We don't want any part of them, but we, in our hearts, yeah. we'll yeah. draft some yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just got done, and, and then the Rams. Yeah, you can go back and take a listen. Overall, quick Cooper Cup. That's if uh, Stafford stays healthy, and take a take a notch, uh, uh, Puka Kanua, and draft Cam Akers with a uh, hope of some upside. So that was the first half of everything, and now we're gonna move into the second half of the show. We're gonna start the about the flex on you guys here. We're gonna start the second half of this strong. Real strong. About to get into some 49ers. Gonna get some gold. Ah, there we go. Okay. Ooh. So we'll, we'll this works well. So uh tonight I kind of screwed up the first team with this, but uh so I'm gonna read, I'm gonna bounce off my top five and then we'll get into stats and we'll get into uh you know Jamie's got lists for the rest of these teams. So uh, I think that worked well for the Rams. So we're gonna we're gonna repeat that. Rinse wash, repeat. Uh I got CMC <laughs> at number one, because why not? Guys healthy. You know, top five fantasy guy. That that's regardless of position, regardless of quarterback, wide receiver, running back. This guy's healthy. Top five. Uh, all, you know, he's going to be a top five pick by everybody. He should be universally. Guy's back. Um, or if you ever if you ever went away, I don't know if the injury stuff. Uh, yeah, healthy CMC, the man. Uh, George Kittle at two. You know what? He his targets are down. You know, he obviously you know from four or five years ago when this guy was an absolute monster and, and was putting up numbers on par with Kelsey, if not better, uh, you know, those days are long gone, but he had 11 touchdowns last year, which, which anytime a tight end has double digit t- uh, touchdowns that catches your attention. And he had almost not, you know, he had, I think like 869 yards receiving, which is really good. Uh, missed a couple games. So, uh, and that, and that's what you could expect. That's about what he's been averaging 14, 15 games. So that's, that's a perfect spot for, you know, we just talked about Tyler Higby. That's a perfect spot to have him as your backup for Kittle. You know, is your, you need a guy you can st- with Kittle, you need a guy you can stick in about three games, you know, one for the buy and then two or three for injury. So three, four games, you have somebody ready to go. That's serviceable. You know, that, that would be a perfect combo. If you're looking to draft tight ends, you know, a Kittle and Higby combo would, would work pretty damn well. Uh, Brandon, Ayuk, Ayuk, and I have him at three. Uh, I, th- I think he's better than Debo. I do, and Debo does a little bit more with the the running game. But I think Debo, I think he he's he's reached his peak. I think a couple of years ago it was Debo's peak in his first two seasons. Last year kind of came back to the pack a little bit. Uh, so you know, I, I don't I don't see um, you know you know. I think I think Ayuk has got more value through the air. Basically, I think he's capable of being a thousand yard receiver. I don't think Debo is anymore. I, I really don't. I think Debo is going to be a gadget guy. 
and, and going forward and, and his numbers are just going to keep, you know, as the years go on, they'll just cl- decline a little bit more, a little bit more until they end up trading him or cutting him. So, um, but obviously, you know, Debo is still at four because he, he's still a productive guy, just not uh, on Ayuk's level, in my opinion. And then at five, I, you know what? I got to put a quarterback here. You know, he's probably the, and I know he had a good stretch last year and this might be like, Oh, Oh, Purdy is fine. Yeah, you got to put him there. This San Francisco team, that's the only thing that's holding them back as a quarterback. I mean, they are loaded yeah. at running back. They're loaded at receiver. They're, you know, a great tight end. Uh, defense is damn good. I mean, they, they are stacked. Uh, quarterback's the one thing that might hold them back. And, you know, so that's why I put Purdy at five. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen a full sample, you know, Everybody says, you know, how good he is, but I haven't seen a full 17-game slate yet. I've seen a couple playoff games. I've seen, you know, like, half a season. So it, I, I want to see a full year, see what his, you know, because he's going to have projections. I think they're projecting him probably 20, 21 touchdowns, something like that, which, you know, that's very well. With this, with these weapons, he should. If he can't get to if he can't get to at least 20 or 21 touchdowns, then, then this guy <laughs> sucks, okay? So, but, yeah, I, yeah, I put Brock Purdy at five and – uh, Donovan said you could do Purdy Lance in the five hole. Yeah, I'm, they might be interchangeable. Maybe, maybe Trey Lance gets in there, and you know if if Purdy's it's... stinking up the joint the first couple weeks, or, or maybe hell, maybe Sam Darnold. <laughs> maybe maybe you guys should right? look into some, some Sam Darnold stock somewhere. But yeah, Purdy by default because you know if he's he's coming back. I would I'd say he's the starter week one. So by default, I put him at five. Yeah, it's. It is crazy because it, it's do we is you know Purdy had Purdy actually had a little bit of that uh, UCL um, ligament thing with his arm you know he had you know had surgery or whatever and now he's pretty much ready to go you know it's kind of like do we trust him do we you know Trey Lance I've seen some stuff where he was just not even looking good at all balls weren't even catchable and and whatnot and, you know so. It's, you know, it's just like, dude, this is not a good look. I mean, everybody's like, oh, Trey Lance is going to be the starter this year. I'm like, I don't think, honestly, what I don't universe think so. you, What are you smoking? <laughs> that's, just, that's just legal. I, you better pass it over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of, for me, I guess it's kind of hard to kind of like, um, like talk about or think about just because it's just one of the... I think Purdy is, you know, for him being a seventh round kind of a guy, I think that he has some upside. I mean, he had, he's got some, I mean, he came from Iowa state, So he played with, you know, he, you know, I mentioned this before he played with, um, Brees Hall. He had some good weapons, you know, so Iowa state's been putting out some decent prospects, but I mean, Purdy came in with a kind of, I think he came in with a chip on his shoulder and it, it showed how good, how good of, if he's got some good wide receivers around him, Debo and Ayukin, you know, I mean, it's, they looked good. I mean, it's, I like the fact that um, both these guys, like you mentioned earlier, I think Samuel, well, not, he had 1000 yard season. You know, I just don't think he's going to be that thousand yard, like scrimmage wise. Yes, I could see that yeah, happening. Absolutely, you know, with, just because he'll get some of those. Cards. Yeah, I think he'll get a few, few, you know, sweeps in there, jet sweeps and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think, yeah, but with CMC in there, I think it's just going to be. Ugh, God, let me think about this for a second here. 
Samuel will be their be their guy, but Ayukin will be their actually target. I think he'll be their target leader, and I think Ayukin will actually have a thousand thousand yards. I think he'll have eleven thousand yards. I think he'll have eleven hundred yards. I agree. I agree. Yep. Dead on. Yeah. So it, now it, it, it comes down to is Debo the number one? Is Ayukin the number one guy? You know, which guy is one A? One A, one B, kind of, kind of thing. Because these both get both these guys are good. I mean, you can, you can, you know, even though Debo, I think Debo did miss a few games, so yep. I, you can did step up in some. He did step up, so which is a lot of us were, rep, you know, we're we're seeing the benefits from you know Debo not being out. There were so uh, you can became that guy. I mean, I think Jawan Jennings was kind of tossed in there a little bit. Um. Ray Ray McLeod, I think I had him on here, but I think he dropped in depth chart. So I think he was going to be the fourth guy, but I think somebody else now the fourth, fourth in that depth chart now. Um, so I think somebody else was up in there. I just was looking earlier, but Debo and Ayukin will be the guys you want in this wide receiver core. Um, Ayukin um, was, is actually getting drafted in the in PPR league sixth round. In two QB leagues, he's actually getting. Um, getting drafted in the seventh round. Um, Debo, he's pretty much getting drafted in f- the fourth round in pretty much both, you know, QB, um, two QBs and PPR style um, drafts. So he's actually, so these guys were kind of going almost one round apart from each other, which seems pretty damn high for both both these guys. But I mean, talent wise, I mean, yeah, Debo is going to be the guy who gets you a few rushing, you know, rushing attempts and yada, yada, yada. But me, I'd probably go for Ayukin. I'd rather have Ayukin overall. Um, John Jennings and Redwood McLeod, I probably won't even touch them with a 10-foot pole. Um, maybe John Jennings in a s- super deeper league, possibly, but probably not even then. I'd probably try to find somebody else better. Um, but overall, yeah, I think I'm kind of, well, before we get too far, Ayukin was actually in the top 24, or not you <laughs> Samuel was actually in the top 24, 30% of the time. Um, he actually finished 38% of the time out of the top 36. So, which is probably why he, he kind of got injured a little bit there too. He dipped out of the out of being consistent, anyways. But so, so he's so he's kind of feast or famine. Like he was either yeah. blowing it up, you know. Scoring or a shit ton of points, or he was a guy like uh, he screwed. You know, basically he screwed up your week, or he made your week. There was no like, yeah. like you know, we we always talk about Terry McLaurin from from Washington, how he's Mister Consistent, you know, the same yep. stuff every week. Well, yeah, yep. sound like Debo was very consistent last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was a top twenty-five to thirty-six in that in between that, um, thirty percent of the time. So I mean, him lacking getting into top twenty-four. It's still kind of borderline, you know. So it's, but overall, I mean, great talent. Don't get me <clears throat> don't get me wrong about that. But um, Ayukin, on the other hand, he actually finished probably a little bit better than Debo. Um, top twenty four, thirty five percent of the time. Um, failed to finish, you know, top thirty six, fifty two percent of the time. So, but I mean, overall, he was a top twenty four. Wide receiver, thirty-five percent of the time, so a little bit better than Debo, but you know, consistency-wise, I would still go with Ayukin. I mean, he's he's got that upside. 
Um, that might have been that might have been too. And they're, they're these four guys that we have in the list. You know, with Kittle, CMC, Debo, Ayuk. <laughs> like these guys are they're 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 gonna feast. I mean, so there's no room for a Juwan Jennings. I don't feel unless there's an injury. And with Debo, there's yeah. always that chance. I mean, Debo start. You know, we saw a few games last year. Hey, hell, that could turn into five or six games this year. And so that would benefit a guy like Juwan Jennings. But a lot of the, a lot of that stuff that you know Debo was doing a couple of years ago, that was with, without CMC. And I think it was a completely different offense when CMC yep. was cranked in the second half of last year after that trade. So I, yep. I think Debo's lost value in that sense too. Like I, I is going forward. I Ayuk's the guy. That's I, I think he's the number one guy. Yeah, I I have to agree with that there. Um, yeah, if, if Debo does go down, you know Juwan Jennings could be the number two guy after that. Yep. Ray Ray, Ray McLeod, I think, yeah, um, I think there was somebody else I'd seen, but you know, Ray Ray would be the last dip, diff, you know, guy to kind of try to grab, but I wouldn't even grab him. But yeah, if anything does, John Jennings would be the guy because he's had some, he had some good receptions up in there. I let's see here. So before I get too far, Samuel actually had 100 yard game last year. Um, he had one 50 yard reception. He had three 20 yard receptions up in there too, as well. And he had, so he had total 94 targets and that was averaging about five targets per game, give or take. Um, Ayuka, on the other hand, he had 100 yard game, he had one 50 yarder and he had nine 20 yard receptions up in there. So, I mean, he was actually blowing it up and he, then he had three 30 yard receptions. So, I mean, Brandon Ayuka was... Yeah, deep ball kind of deep Debo. Yeah, from the sounds of it, it's just he, you know, he's just he, dink and dunk. You know, it's to see what yeah, you, know, yards, you know, see what he can do after the catch, basically. All yeah. right, here, you know, so Ayuk so had about 100. They, they almost do the same thing, you know, so it's like yeah. I don't know if they're trying to preserve Debo, you know, kind of like hey, McCaffrey's going to do a lot of what you used to do, you know, and then oh, yeah. and then Ayuk's going to take a lot of your targets through the air. So I don't know if they're just preserving Debo. <laughs> You know, they, they, yeah. they have a plastic wrap out there. But. <laughs> um, Ayukin had uh, had 114 targets, which was about almost six targets per game, give or take. So Debo's, um, Ayukin was seeing a little bit more targets than uh, Debo. But uh, yeah. Yep. Wrong going. There we go. Since we were yep. talking about. There we go. <laughs> yep. So we were talking about um, Chris McCaffrey, Elijah. Um, so Jordan Mason has moved up in the depth chart and Travis Price has moved down when I just looked here. So so Jordan's Mason is the is the third guy in the, this depth chart now and Price is the fourth. So this so Price is kind of the odd man out. So I know you were talking about um so I'll pop this up here quick. But overall CMC, you know. I think they wanted to conserve him as well, too. So with Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason, I think these guys are going to be seeing some, you know, I don't think Debo will, or CMC will get as many, you know, um, carries. I think they'll try to keep him fresh as much as possible, kind of splash in some of Mitchell and Mason in there, too, as well, just so that he doesn't get a full work, you know, like a full workhorse kind of, thing like he used to with Carolina because he used to do everything. So, I mean, tried to kind of lighten his load just a little bit because they have so many weapons, you know, so I think this is the only way they can keep uh, CMC healthy, you know, with splashing a little Elijah Mitchell and a little Jordan Mason up in there. 
I, I, I don't know. think that's a bad spot to be in with Mason because Elijah Mitchell, he, you know, great rookie year a couple years ago, but missed almost all of last year. Uh, CMC, yeah. we know about his injury history and how, you know, he, he like like you were saying, he did everything in Carolina. And there, I think, yeah, maybe that's the thought process. I mean, we don't have Kyle, Kyle Shanahan sitting right beside us telling us, oh, hey, well, this is, you know, but yeah, they kind of protect each other, you know, between Debo and McCaffrey kind of doing similar roles like, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna make your guys' career last a few years longer than it would have had we, you know, made McCaffrey the workhorse and, and whatnot. But yeah, if Elijah Mitchell's healthy, I think he'll be the workhorse running back. I mean, he, he's not gonna he doesn't have the explosion that that CMC has. I mean, CMC can go off for 150 yard rushing game and and catch 70. Oh yards. yeah, most definitely. He's, Mitchell's not capable of that, but I mean, he Mitchell can have a 22 carry game or a 19 20 carry game and you know, get you 80 yards or, you know, so the, I, I think it's a good spot there. You know, Mitchell, great backup. One of the best, probably the best backup running back in the league, honestly. Uh, that's not a feature guy. So I think Mitchell is going to get drafted late easily. Uh, Mason, oh, yeah. think, yeah. uh, you, you, you might have that in front of you, but um, Mason, I think is in a great spot too, because, you know, if injuries happen and how he's been progressing this, this, uh, this off season and, and into the preseason, how he's up to number three on the depth chart. He's in a good spot too to get. And we, we know that San Francisco. I mean, they they love you know they love switching stuff up. They love throwing in back. I mean, how many years did uh, you know Jeff Wilson and uh, yeah, the other right? guys I'm thinking of. But yeah, yeah, those guys were so getting carries. <laughs> There's so many know, of them. They all they they all went to they all went to Miami. So that's they're why all, they, they all went to Miami. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> they're all interchangeable, you know. But now yeah. they have a legit you know CMC. And I like a lot. I like Elijah Mitchell more than I liked any of those backs that went to Miami. So yeah, yeah. Elijah Mitchell was was decent. I and I think he'll and he, I think he'll get some, you know, he'll he'll get some work in and you know you, you can see it projection wise. I mean he's that's almost 800, 900 yards. I mean that's saying he's you know he's that's gonna get to some snuff, that's nothing to snuff at. I mean that's that, yeah. that's not much worse than what James Conner was projected for and James Conner's a feature back. You yep. know what I mean? That's nothing to to you know snub your nose at. <laughs> it's not it, it it isn't um i think that was kind of it for everything but i mean mccaffrey anyways he actually had 400 yard games he had one 40 yard run three 30 yard runs and then he, he had about so he had 244 attempts was an almost an average of 14 attempts per game and then target wise you saw 108 which is about almost six targets per game, give or take. So, I mean, he was still kind of being involved and, you know, since they're their their main guy, he was still involved much, but I don't know. I didn't look dip into it. I should have dipped into Mitchell's work or um, his game log a little bit to kind of see how, how much he's going to get worked into it and whatnot too as well. But I, you know, this will be kind of a split backfield either way, just to try to keep you know, CMC healthy to a point. So as he is once, you know, CMC stays healthy, yeah, he can spurt off these nice little 40-yard runs, 30-yard runs, have 150-yard games here and there. So Mitchell, yeah, he might be a little bit of the odd man out. It also comes down to who they're playing to schedule-wise, too. So who knows? Elijah Mitchell might get a little bit more more work in there. Depends on who they're playing, you know. So it might, it might just vice versa on some games. But most of the time, it'll probably be CMC more than likely. Um, I know you uh, mentioned... Um, I did have some stuff on uh, 
dang it, freaking lost my train of thought there. No, CMC. No, while you're while you're <laughs> thinking of yours, I'm gonna get my my sleeper in here quick. Um, Go ahead, Cameron Latou, Latou, not Tutu, Latou. Uh, he was the the tight end from Alabama the last couple of years that the uh, 49ers took in the third round. Uh, so it, you know if Kittle, you know if he needs uh you know takes a little siesta you know maybe gets hurt something happens with him you know Kittle is getting older I mean I think he's got to be 30 you know somewhere in that range close to that uh 29 uh, 29 yeah so he's getting up there a little bit um yeah Latou from uh from uh uh, Alabama uh maybe he's not very athletic but you know she goes down I think Latou would would be the He'd be the next guy in line for tight ends. I wouldn't draft him. You know, I'm, there's other. I mean, there's 32 start of these guys that start. I mean, you can you can even find two of them on the Packers that are pretty damn good. You know, the the, the rookies that they have over there in Green Bay that that you could that I would take over Latou. Obviously, uh, I think he was the seventh tight end drafted. So I mean, it was a, yeah, it was a pretty sure. tight end, uh, heavy draft. But yeah, um, yeah Cameron Cameron Latou. I don't know if you remember him from Alabama, but you know, he was he was solid. Put up you know on average about a little over 600 yards a year. Uh, I think he had, uh, yeah, 12, tu- let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, he averaged uh, close to 400 yards a year and then six touchdowns. So, and, and, you know, tight ends aren't used very much in college. So, I mean, that's, well, you know, no. it's obviously not Kelsey numbers or Kittle numbers or anything, but, you know, maybe he could come in and be a solid backup. And and I had to find somebody. I wasn't impressed with any of the receivers. I mean, I, I didn't see Juwan Jennings kind of had a decent year last year. I didn't see him as a sleeper. I uh, don't like Ray, yeah, Ray Cloud or some of the younger younger guys. So I thought give a give a little love to Cameron Latou. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard, you know, because you know you, a lot of these guys you probably don't know, and then you know it's kind of digging into everything. You're like, oh, I didn't know about this guy or this guy. I'm like, okay, let's check this guy. I'm like, I don't want nothing right, to do yeah. with this guy, you know. So it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm hoping everybody is kind of liking what they're seeing on YouTube wise, because you know I put a lot of time and effort into just to have a nice presentation for everybody to be like, Oh, so we know, so that you guys know what we're talking about too, as well. Kind of, you know, seeing everything is always nice instead of just, you know, hearing it, it's always different too, as well. So everybody's a different learner. That's for damn sure. Um, So CMC quick was a top 24 back 88% of the time, which is totally huge. So he was in the top 12. Yep. He was in the top 12, 64% of the time. Um, he barely finished out of the top 36 five percent of the time. So I mean, this guy was at, he he was actually in the top 24 quite a bit. So which is why everybody loves him. So I mean, he's gonna be his average draft position even in PPR and two QB leagues. He'll be first out first off the board no matter what in first round. Um, George Kittle on the other hand, and oh yeah, he's getting a little bit older. You you taught you mentioned their um rookie they had too as well. Um. Kittle is 29, but he was actually finishing top 12 53% of the time. And then he actually um, finished, he was actually finished out of the top 25, 26% of the time. So not too often, but good majority of the time, he's actually finishing in the top 24, 20% of the time. So yeah, don't, don't snip on Kittle. He's still kind of decent. I mean, he's had four seasons in the top five, and he had two seasons in the top 20. So, I mean, even though he's getting up in age, he's still going to be the guy people wants in this offense. You know, he's not, I mean, he's not a Kelsey, but I mean, he's pretty damn close to being a Kelsey, but overall, 
Kittle's going to still be drafted in the fourth round, give or take. Yeah, if he's put if he's putting up eleven touchdowns again. I mean, that's his first double digit touchdown season. Like he's putting up yep. years like that. Yeah, he's he's going to be he's going to be in that top, you know, in that discussion with with Hawkinson <laughs> and those guys. Donovan said, "Yeah, don't say anything for five minutes. Going to put my kids to bed." All right, all right, all right. Let's, let's black out the screen. There we go. Yeah, black it out, and, and we'll we'll just kind of we'll be just all fuzzy, shh, fuzzy yeah. noises for the next five Static. minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I just wanted to bring up Brock Purdy too. I forgot to kind of we forgot to kind of mention some. Well, when we get closer to the end, I'll we'll bring up. Um, some of the QBs too at the end, so sure. we'll come back to the we'll come back to the Q, most of all the QBs. I'll I'll wrap up everything with the QBs toward the end here, but we'll we'll just talk all positional um, positions right now, and then toward the end we'll um I'll put up a graphic for all the um, QBs, and we'll kind of go from there. So um, was that like plans, man? Yep. Um, so was that about it? I think that we kind of covered everything with yep. Niners, running backs, wide receivers. Etc. Etc. So, all right. I guess we are are heading over to the grand finale of the show. Headliner, the headliner, the headliner. Uh, yeah. We, we hey, it, it's sad that it has to come to a close. Uh, you know, we we've had a lot of fun doing these thirty-one teams so far, and we've gotten better about it. I mean, we you know, you know me, you guys know me. I'm all over the place. It's it's that blaming on my add baby i'm all over the place but you know we, we, we've uh we've done pretty well with the uh, rams and the 49ers so why not go out with a bang this is my my sleeper team to uh represent the nfc in the super bowl i think it's going to be a chief seahawks super bowl i'm predicting that right now and that's you know what let's close Ooh. it out with my team they are stacked and, and a lot of this depends on if well, Geno Smith had one good year. Well, damn it, he might have two. He might have five. I mean, this might be a – I mean, look back at the history of the NFL. Rich Gannon, he was a journeyman guy. He got with the Raiders, started cranking out MVP-level seasons. Uh, Randall Cunningham, you know, with the with the Vikings, you know, he had kind of a renaissance uh, late in his career. Uh, you know, a couple, couple guys. Uh, Kurt Warner, you guys remember Kurt Warner? Uh couple different times he, he did it with the Cardinals and you know kind of came out of nowhere with the Rams so this could be a, a start of something beautiful uh got the got the same OC back Shane Waldron he's been the OC for the last couple of years he, he had one year with Russ and then the last you know second year he's gonna be working with Gino but yeah Gino's project Jay's gonna have some quarterback projections coming up in, in a second but um yeah I don't see why Gino can't replicate last year you know, have another 30 touchdown year, 4,000 yard season with what he's working with, with some of these weapons. I, I, I hell yeah, he can. Uh, number two, I, Kenneth Walker. I, I, I really, th I know it's going to be hard because they took the, the rookie Charbonnet who we like a lot out of UCLA in the second round. And he's, he's kind of going to, but I mean, that might be the best that might end up being the best one, two punch in the league. I mean, Charbonnet is great. He's going to be my sleeper here and I might talk about him in a second, but uh, Kenneth Walker, great rookie year. Uh, I don't know if, if Charbonnet is going to dig into some of his touches, but yeah, I could definitely see him being, being in the, uh, you know, thousand yard range again, uh, Tyler Lockett, you know, deceptively, you know, even at age 30, Tyler Lockett, I think is their best receiver. I really do. Uh, year after year, him and Debo or, um, sorry, DK, they're very similar. Like they end up at the same place, you know, there's similar in yards and, and, and you know, I, I think, I think DK ends up getting a, a, a 
a few more touchdowns, but they're very similar to, uh, targets, everything. Uh, I just think Lockett is, is more consistent week to week. Like Debo, or I'm sorry, I, I keep calling him Debo. <laughs> okay. you know, he'll have a, he'll, he'll, he'll explode for a week. You know, have a 120 yard game, two touchdowns, but then the next week he's nowhere to be found. He's, he's, um, you know, four catches, 34 yards or something. So I think Lockett's more consistent. That's why I put him in the spot above DK. And then JSN, you know, the young kid out of Ohio State, this kid's going to be a beast. Uh, he had a hamstring injury last year in college. Um, I, don't, I, don't know if, uh, I don't know if you guys were watching a couple of years ago, but Ohio State was great. And this guy was one of the main reasons. This is before uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., who's their stud receiver now. This is before he started taking off. Uh, that 2021 Ohio State team was stacked. They had Garrett, Garrett Wilson and, and uh, JSN is, and, and Chris Olave, by the way. Three, those three yeah, guys Chris on the Olave. team. Olave. It's they, in, yeah, and then they got Mar Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. We've, we've had. Um, but, yeah, JSN had uh, 1,600 yards at Ohio State a couple years ago. You know, Last year didn't do much, was hurt. I think he only played a few games. So um be interesting to see. Uh, what his usage is going to be, but that's three damn good receivers. I mean, there's not there's not like a Jamar Chase or a Jefferson among these guys, but they're all they're all like they could all be, you know, nobody would be shocked if all three guys ended up in the top thirty in fa in fantasy receivers. I mean, really, if Gino's cranking it like I think he can, Ooh. I mean, Gino might Gino might might make a run for forty five or forty six hundred yards. I mean, this could be this could be an MVP kind of season out of like. And, and there's already talk he might be on the quarterback show for Netflix next year too. So we might get to see. Ooh. Yeah, I know that'll be that'll be fun, man. I, that's that's it's just cool seeing. Like it's cool, you know. Everybody wrote Geno Smith off, and, and now this might end up being an MVP kind of season. I mean, I think he's going to tear it up, and with, with some of these guys. And uh, I had uh, Zach Charbonnet, the the rookie out of UCLA. He's my sleeper. Um, I, I think he had. Oh, yeah, he had uh, thir over 1,300 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns, and had 37 grabs and over 300 yards receiving, too. So he does Ooh. it both ways. I mean, he had almost 1,700 all-purpose yards. You know, guy's, guy's a beast. 27, actually had 27 total touchdowns in, in the last two years. So he really cranked it up. I, you know, it must have had 13 and 13 touchdowns in 2021. So, yeah, the, the backfield's going to be great. The receivers are going to be great. Tight ends. Even even Will Disley is decent. Noah Fant are decent. They have decent tight ends, damn good running backs, you know, damn good receivers. Yeah, it, yeah, they get anything from the defense like they got last year. This this team, the team's going to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's this would probably be the team that comes out of that this division. Absolutely. You know, Rams, division. Absolutely. Rams might have a slim chance, but I think it's going to come down to you know Seattle or the or the Rams. I mean, for, well, uh, 49ers too. Depends on who they got for wide um, QB. That's going to come down to the thing. So just just right now, just say you know Cardinals are not even not even no. in this league. Just no. cut them out. Two and fifteen. Get them out of here. So it's gonna, it's gonna. Get, honestly, it's gonna come down to which team wants it more. It, this is gonna be hard because overall, I honestly, yeah, I think, I think Seattle does got. Seattle does have the better weapons. They have the better back. Honestly, I'll get into that too. They actually have the better backfield too. So it, I mean, so overall, their offense was thirteenth overall. So they were doing about three hundred fifty-one yards total last year for so 13th overall um the passing yards was 251 so they were good for 10th um rushing yards was they they were number eighth overall for rushing yards which is 
they put up 120 some odd yards rushing every week. So it's so yeah, their offense was damn good. Can they be a little bit better now with you know addition of even some more good running backs? Maybe, possibly, maybe could they be a top ten offensive core this Abs- year? Yeah, I think so. Top ten offense, absolutely. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's kind of dump into uh, uh, let's. Let's jump into. Let's see. I think I got something else to you here. Let me pop this up here real quick too, as well. Going to the deep end of the pool. <clears throat> yep, going to the deep end. That's for damn sure. Since we're talking about this, um, yep. DK and Lockett. Yeah, whoever had them fantasy last year, they were probably praising the praising the Lord because you know they were they were fucking happy with what they got last year because everybody you know you know with Gino being freaking badass just balling out DK DK was having a good year Lockett was even having a good year but I mean both these guys were over a thousand some yards um Lockett had the better touchdowns you know you know Lock- Metcalf yeah he had six touchdowns as you can see down there had this is all the stats are from last year the graphic you see now is all projections for this year they're projecting these guys again for another thousand yard season um jsn almost maybe at 800 yard season too as well um so let's see here metcalf had 200 yards games he had 250 yard um catches um then he actually had 12 receptions versus um oh no week 12 he actually had 11 receptions which was double digits that game um other than that he hadn't seen any double digits um receptions um besides that um that was versus the i think it was the raiders he had and he only had 90 yards in that game no touchdowns or, or anything like that um so he actually had 141 targets which was an average of about 13 targets per game, give or take. Even though he did see the many of the targets, Lockett, on the other hand, he saw a little bit less, but he actually produced a lot more than what DK did. Um, Lockett had 117 yard targets, 117 targets. That was good for about six targets per game, give or take. So DK, a little bit more targets, but you know, with the lesser targets, Lockett, was a better receiver overall. Um, 300 yard games, two, you know, 20 yard um, receptions, six 30 yard receptions. So, I mean, he was tossing, you know, you know, ripping off 30 yard receptions here and there. Um, but overall, Lockett, yeah, I, you know, I think Lockett can hopefully return what he did and then just sprinkle in with a little JSN up in there too, as well. I think this is a nice three di- three core freaking raw receiver. Can can could you think these three guys can be like on the next level of you know what you know Chase and Higgins, um, Hill and Waddle, and um, you know Addison and freaking Jefferson? Can these guys stack up to being on the same level as these guys? Not as a duo, not as a duo, but as a trio. This is to me. This is going to be. And, you know, it depends on how long I know Tyler Lockett's 30 and we'll see if he sticks around for another year or two. I would. I I mean, the guy's still productive. Look at him. He's, he's efficient. Um, this could be the best trio in the league. If not this year, they keep everybody, bring everybody back for next year. By 2024, this would be the best trio in the league. Absolutely. Like yeah, JS10 is, has got the goods. We know yeah, what DK and, and Lockett can do. Like this, they're not like I said. They're not an in, individually like talented like a Chase or a Jefferson, but as a trio, this is going to be the best in the league. 
Yeah, I think you know because um, the Bengals had um, they had um, what's Boyd, his name Boyd's there? Well. Boyd. Boyd's yeah. Well, so I mean, I think JSN's going to be better than Boyd. Yep. I know. I haven't really. I know a lot of people are hyped on JSN as well. I'm. I'm not quite yet. I mean, we need to get you a JSN jersey. I think you'll change your opinion. <laughs> after that. Maybe I don't know. I'll have, I'll have to see him play. I don't know. I've honestly, I've been drafted. You know, earlier I didn't do any. I haven't done any mock drafts lately, but I'm probably gonna do a few more here pretty soon. Start kind of doing some random ones. In most of my mock drafts, I would have been taking Addison over JSN, just because lock lockets there in the way. You know, I, no, that's, I, I that's, agree. And and down the line, JSN might be a better receiver in a couple of years than Addison, but year one, Addison's yeah, the definitely the better play. You know, yeah. now, now that might be debatable if you're doing, you know, a dynasty league. Cause I think JSN long term will be a better receiver. But yeah, cause yeah, because so, you know, locker, you know, it also here. comes down to is how long is Geno Smith there too as well, and who who's their backup to down the road too, yep. you know. So that all plays into factor. And you know, they're Minnesota probably in the same boat too. I mean, so these these two might take a hit with their QBs down the road, but I mean, as far as now, the next couple of years, yeah, I'm I'm in for Addison, but I mean, an Addison for right now, JSN or JSN maybe next year, you know, I might be hyped on him, but other than that, most people will be probably taking you know JSN over Addison. Um, yes, yes, JSN is a good wide receiver. Don't get me wrong or anything like that. Just my my preferred preference is the other guy where I, they can actually kind of start in, kind of get in with the number ones and stuff like that right away. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard much on uh, JSN lately. So, and unless, and none of these they, guys. And I was gonna say too, none of these guys have a history of injuries. You know, with DK and Lockett, uh, JSN obviously had that hamstring in college, but like I I don't see uh, D Eskridge pop. So he you know kind his value is gonna be. I mean, it would take like an ACL tear or something, something crazy. You know, one of these guys would have to be out, you know, a majority of the season for Eskridge to get any of this. But I mean, the way Gino's playing, uh, Eskridge might not be a bad option in your back pocket. I mean, don't draft him, but kind of keep him in the back of your head on the waivers, you know, because he 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 could kind of pop into one of these spots if 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 one of these guys goes down. Because I, I, yeah, well, well, I, mean, I think this I think it's going to be an aerial assault. Shane Waldron, the, the OC from the Seahawks, he's he's gonna he's gonna work himself into a head coaching job next year. I mean, that's how <laughs> good this offense is going to be. Um, maybe maybe yeah, your day, um, hey, maybe your Dallas Cowboys will hire Shane Waldron. Get rid of that Dan <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Right? Maybe maybe we'll be better off. Um, so DK Metcalf was actually in the top 52 percent of the time. Um, he failed to finish wide receiver four, um, 41 percent of time, and you know that's top top 36, give or take. Um, he was so he was actually a top 24 wide receiver, good majority of the time. You know, so him being out of the top 25 is uncommon. So DK, good good guy to actually draft, which is draft is in about the third round, give or take, with him, um, average position wise. Um, even in two QBs, third, third overall, not third over, third round, not overall. Sorry, guys, back up, back up. Sorry, back, um, back, back up the dump truck. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, other other than that, I mean, he's he's finished the last couple of years in the top twenty, you know, far as PPR points and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, DK is going to get the targets, get the receptions. You know, I like DK, and on the um, depends on how. It, I might try to. I think I had a chair of him last year. I don't remember exactly because I'm in way too many. And 
overall, I know I might try to draft some of them, have a little piece of this offense, maybe JSN. I don't know. I, I'm still kind of eyeing, still kind of eyeing what I want to do if I want to get a little piece of the Seattle's Seahawks or not, or maybe try to get some of the running backs. I don't know yet. I'm just, but I want a piece of these guys somewhere, somewhere in there. So it's either if it's going to be from the wide receivers or running backs, to me, it doesn't matter. Um, Lockett was actually a top 24 wide receiver 50% of the time, too, as well. Um, other than that, let's see, he finished in the top 25, 25% of the time, above the top 24, 31% of the time. So still consistent. You know, other than that, I mean, I love the guy, you know, for him being a number wide receiver, too. He kind of outproduced uh, DK Metcalf, even though DK had the targets, the receptions. You know, Lockett just did, he just did. It better with less receptions. So smaller guy, nimble guy. Yep, more than likely. You know, now I'll just toss in a little JSN. We'll just kind of see what happens. So yeah, I'm kind of excited to see these guys play. Other than that, I think that kind of nimbles up everything with uh, the wide receiver crew, receiver crew, kind of key or kind of wide receiver core. But let's get over to some running back talk, huh? Shall we? Oops, oops, didn't mean to block DJ Dallas there, although he's not going to really factor in because it's going to be mean, a I mean, blocker. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, if, I mean, if you look at this, I mean, DJ Dallas looks like he's on something right now. I mean, he's all like, yeah. he looks like he's on something. <laughs> when I was putting these together, I'm like, dude, what kind of, what kind of PNG is this, man? He's like, why am I on this? Why am I on this stream for? What the hell's going on here? <laughs> what you uh, talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hey, Captain Coke, how's it going? I'm feeling like I'm actually learning something here. Good, good, uh, good stat data, Jamie. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I put a, you know, I this was a little bit different stream. Um, I this was actually my first time actually putting this all putting all this stuff together. So. I figured I'd try to do something a little bit different. And um, so everybody who's actually is viewing can actually, you know, ch chime in with us and kind of understand what we're all talking about too, you know? So I just figured it'd be a good thing for, for me and everybody else. Cause I mean, I've been playing this for a long time. You just never know who might just jump in here and uh, could be a, could be a newbie. You never know, you know? So, I mean, seeing some of this stuff kind of helps out everybody. Everybody, everybody getting hit. Like that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, do you think? I was going to ask you. Do you think that there's any, you know, because Seattle's got to hit. You know, they got obviously got rid of Rashad Penny, who was, you know, he he played about as much as a, as a penny. You know, he he played like <laughs> two games, <laughs> right? You, have, you know, he played two games a year, have hundred, you know, two hundred yard games, and he disappear, get hurt. Um, do you think these guys are going to have that issue? Because Walker stayed pretty healthy last year and Charbonnet uh, from his career at UCLA was pretty healthy. I, I don't know if they're going to yeah. have that issue anymore. I mean, you could always, Seattle was another one of those places before, like, like DJ Dallas might have some value in mid season. I just don't think that's the case anymore. Like you could pick a DJ Dallas up off the waivers, you know, week 11 or so and stick him in. But I, I think yeah. these two guys, I, are just I don't think they're going to have that issue anymore. Yeah. I, I don't know. DJ Dallas had his spurts, but I mean, he was still a waiver wire kind of guy. You know, we weren't rushing the waivers to pick him up. You know, that that's the thing. You know, now Kenny McIntosh was Ooh, a, Ken, he, Kenny, he was a Kenny Mac. Kenny Mac. Yes. Yes. I 
I kind of remember him a little bit. I was going to dig more into him, but he was his college stats. He was an explosive um, running back as well. And I can't remember where he went. So that was my fault because I had so much going on trying to get everything put together. So I'm like, well, I had to leave something out and it happened to be him too. So I, my, my apologies on that. Um, but yeah, I just, I just know that um, Macintosh had a good career um, wherever. I can't remember what school he went to. But he actually had himself a decent career too, or they wouldn't have drafted him. I think he was drafted in I think sixth or seventh round. I can't remember exactly. So if DJ DJ Dallas doesn't work out, Macintosh can be a filler because he's a he was an explosive uh, running back as well. I know that for sure. Um, so Walker, on the other hand, he actually last year he had two sixty-yard runs. He had five hundred-yard um, games, zero fumbles. You know, he was averaging, uh, so he actually had 228 um, attempts last year. And that was good for about 13 attempts per game. Um, he had 35 targets, which is, eh, he played a little bit into the, you know, passing game. You know, so two targets per game, give or take. But he, this, you know, Kenneth Walker was more the, you know, let's just get her done. You know, who cares what else is going on? Because, you know, they had Penny and Penny, I didn't really, you know, Penny was all right, but. I'm not dealing with Penny. DJ Dallas. Eh, I know you, you're a fan of Charbonnet. I love love I me some Charbonnet. I, I love me some Sherbert, and I love me some Charbonnet. <laughs> and some Cabernet. I, might, I, might have a, I might have a glass of wine when I'm watching this 15 and two Seattle team. <laughs> <laughs> 15 and two. Holy smackaronis. That's crazy. Um, but overall, I uh, guess Kenneth Walker. He finished. Uh, the top 24, 66% of the time, which is totally awesome. Um, so he actually finished in the top 24, you know, positional wise, you know, 13 through 24, 33% of the time and finished the top, you know, finished one to 12, 33% of the time too, as well. So, so he was a good top 24 back quite a few, I mean, weekly, weekly anyways. Um, but you know, between 25 and 36 positional wise, that was only 6%. So he was putting in the work. So, I mean, you're good to go with Kenneth Walker this season. Dawson, a little Charbonnet. And I think, you know, I'm curious. I want to see Charbonnet. You know, earlier this in training camp, both these guys were kind of lacking some injuries a little bit. You know, they kind of shut them down a little bit. Um, can't remember what was there exactly. I just remember a little bit with them, but I think they're they should be good to go for week one. So um Walker's been drafted in the average of the third round. Um two QB leagues averaged about fourth round, give or take. So I mean, still getting good value with Kenneth Walker being a thousand yard back. Um I didn't look into Charbonnet or I think he might be an undrafted. He might some leagues he might go undrafted or he might be in the double digits. And I'm I'm not sure exactly. I didn't really see exactly where he was getting drafted at in our mock drafts we did, I would, but I wouldn't let I him would fall see. that far. I'm I'm all I, I, my dick is hard just talking about this kid. I think with Macintosh, I think he'd have more value if he was somewhere else. You know, if he was in a maybe the Rams, like I you know, I could see him being right up, like right, you know, bust to nut with uh or nuts to butt with uh with Cam Akers, like right behind him being his backup. Because McIntosh, I liked him at Georgia. I mean, he was a good bat. He had some good games uh for Georgia the last couple of years. So um not really the feature guy, but it's 
you know, uh, DJ Dallas, yeah, he is what he is. I mean, he's lucky to have a roster spot, but um, I, I think, think uh, McIntosh could probably outplay DJ Dallas. Absolutely, too, yeah, I could see McIntosh being number three on the depth chart. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, even though Dallas has been there, I mean, I'm not sure what his contract is, but it, I just know McIntosh is could be out could outplay Dallas more than likely because Dallas is what probably in his probably 25, 26 now, I'm sure, more than likely. But McIntosh probably... (laughs) No, I wouldn't want any piece of that. But if someone did, you know, if Charbonnet would be the guy go down, I mean, Dallas might be. But I know if if Kenny can actually, like, dice in to actually play pretty damn good and have a good preseason, I can maybe see McIntosh overplaying Dallas. It's hard saying, but, I mean, this is going to be a flip-flop. But overall, Dallas. They, they had like, eh. they they had a porno back in the day called Debbie Does Dallas. This is gonna be Kenny Does Dallas. <laughs> yeah, you gotta jump uh, right on the depth chart, baby. Oh my goodness gracious! <sighs> um, but yeah, we wanted to kind of um, I think that kind of covers everything with fists, anyways. Um, we wanted to bring up uh, Noah Fant. I want to kind of talk about him quick. I think he's a little bit better, a little bit better than with Will Disley. Um, fan actually, I mean, he actually finished. He had four seasons in the top twenty, so not a bad tight end. He's a top twenty. Yeah, he's a top twenty fantasy tight end. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, he'll, he'll be no fan. You can actually probably get him up in waivers. He'll be won't be drafted. So I mean, it depends on how often Geno tosses to the tight end. I didn't dig into that much, but. He's going to be an undrafted tight end. So, I mean, he's perfect backup. You know, like we, we talked about Higby, Higby being yep. a perfect backup. No offense, a perfect backup. You know, you need, yep. you need a week in there for a Kelsey or a Hawkinson. I mean, yeah, I mean, perf, perfect backup, you know, and, and he's going to go in there. He's going to do the job the week that you need him. You know, he's going to have 50 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, uh, what's this? Hopefully, Will hopefully he's, playing. he's not that bad either. You know, so no. both these guys. Fans a little bit, but um, fans only like 25 too. And I can't remember. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, fans a little bit better than Disley. Um, but I think you know, fan will see more of the targets there, anyways. But uh, overall, um, fan was a top 20, top 12 tight end 23% of the time. Um, not bad, top once every four games. Yeah, so I mean, he finished you know, in the top 24 35% of the time. So I mean, you know. You know, out of the top 25, 30, you know, about 41% of the time. So, I mean, it does, I think it just honestly varies on who they're playing to as well. But, I mean, yep. overall, you know, if you really need somebody, yeah, Fant will be there on the waivers, especially if somebody does get injured. You know, I mean, he, he might see 500 yards, not quite 600. He'll get you maybe three, four touchdowns tops. That's just my give or take on Noah Fant. Um, but yeah, I think that kind of covers everything for far as uh, um, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. For far as wide receiver, um, Seattle. My bad, everybody. Um, where do we? I think we'll jump into our last little bit, and then we'll get into the book of Eli, and then um, yeah. So I know here is everybody. Here's 
starting running running backs. What the fuck am I thinking here? <laughs> Here's the starting QBs for um it's get, it's, it's getting late. It's okay. <laughs> I know it is. It's getting very late. Um Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Stafford, Kyler Murray with three hundred and thirty four hundred yards. Hey, hey Donovan, I guess you're right. I guess he's starting week one. I guess he is playing. Yeah, I guess he is playing fourteen games or. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. Since we're there, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know, it's when I was looking at these projections, quick, you know, are they contemplating that maybe Trey Lance is going to play because you know they're you know with Brock Purdy projections of only eighteen hundred some odd passing yards? Are they trying to yeah, tell us something that Trey Lance is like going to get in there half this- a year? Yeah. Yeah, I I know. I, it just kind of confuses me a little bit. I I think you know Brock Purdy is going to see more yards than eighteen hundred yeah. yards and up in here. So, but I I know these are just projections. I could probably see this going way like way way more than that. Um, the heck is it? Oh. What am I doing here? I'm not sure what the hell I'm doing here, guys. Bear with me. <laughs> okay. Um, yep. So Geno Smith, on the other hand. He's actually in, in most average draft position. He's actually getting drafted in the 10th round. So super late. In two QB leagues, even ninth. So I think he'll be a good good sleeper to keep your eye out or, or a good sleeper to watch out for in later rounds because he's going in later rounds. So it's kind of like kind of surprised myself. Um, Purdy, on the other hand, He's actually going to he could I don't know it could be on the waivers or in two 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 QB two QBs thirteenth so he's going super late as well you know he's got a tons of upside wide receiver core is looking good Donovan says the Purdy Cinderella story is coming into an end yeah you might be saying that now when Trey Lance plays a game and breaks a leg so yeah then you're uh, Trey Lance but um. Cinderella yeah, and Sam. Yeah, yeah, and Purdy, and it's Purdy and Sam Darnold, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, then uh, Matt. Oh, guess I forgot to look up um, Stafford. I don't even, he might be getting drafted probably in the fifth or sixth round, or give or take. I forgot to write his stuff down too. Same way as oh, I, I did, Kyler Murray. Look at that. Even though you know Murray might not be irrelevant, but you know I forgot to do Matt Stafford. <sighs> crazy, crazy. Um, but uh. Kyler is getting drafted in the 10th round in two QB leagues and just regular standard PPR leagues, 14th round. So we don't know if Kyler Murray's playing. He might be, might not be. Um, Matt Stafford, I think he's probably an average of probably sixth round or seventh round, probably give or take. I didn't look that up. Um, probably somewhere around in there. But overall, I would probably go Geno, Stafford, while Purdy, then Kyler Murray for kind of ranking rise for these guys. Murray and Purdy are close. And last year, I would I would have sounded like a like I was insane, like saying that. But yeah, it's not that much difference between Purdy and Murray. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, definitely Geno, definitely Geno one, Stafford two. Yeah, yeah. If if Stafford can stay healthy, I think Stafford could be the. Main guy, I think Stafford could be the one. Geno two, 
Brock three. They're close. Yeah, Murray, if Stafford's healthy. Yeah. They're close. They're close. Yeah, yeah. And, and if Murray, if he stays healthy, or when he does come back, I think he can kind of play in there. But I, if Brock is the guy, I would probably still take Brock over Kyler Murray, even though he doesn't have the rushing upside. Or other, I'd rather have the touchdowns and rushing upside. But not just me though. But I mean, some people are going to be all over Kyler Murray. I'm sure more than likely. So, but overall, I think that kind of wraps up everything with you know that all the teams, all the divisions, you know, starting QBs and whatnot. So I, I think it's time to hit that book of Eli, man, because we're getting to be that time where I got a skadoodle up out of here. And uh, yeah, shades back on the shades back on the book is open. The book is, is open. Uh, yeah. You know what? We'll get this out of the way because this isn't worth more than about 45 seconds talking about. I, you know, I put it here because I do this segment every week. We just talked, we just talked about these guys last week. This is awful. I would love to have a Geno. I'd love to have a Baker Mayfield. Hell, I don't even know if we have a Brock Purdy on the Buccaneers roster right now. So we we listed both Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask as the starter. I, I don't know how that's gonna work. Work on NFL.com or CBS depth chart. You have the one. <laughs> two, it's going to be one, one. They'll, they'll, probably, they'll probably sign a third quarterback. They'll go get Blaine Gabbard back. Blaine Gabbard will be the, it'll be Blaine Gabbard, Baker Mayfield, and Kyle Trask, all his starters. You know, everybody gets a participation trophy in Tampa. This is a joke. Uh, you know what? Baker, you know, Colin Cowherd said this on the herd. He said, uh, you know, if Baker gets beat out by Kyle Trask, he should retire. I agree. I mean, that's bad, dude. Kyle Trask <laughs> is not very good. He wasn't very good coming oh. out of Florida a couple years ago. That's why the, the Bucks begged Tom Brady to come back for another, for last year for another season. Uh, this is going to be ugly. Uh, this Yeah, this is going to be right there with Arizona. These these two are going to be dumpster fires. Um, possibly Indy and Houston, too. I mean, there's going to be a couple really bad teams in the league. Uh uh, maybe maybe uh, Vegas if that blows up with McDaniel's and those guys out there. So there could be some really bad teams, but this might end up being the worst. This is this is pathetic. You know, I love this team, but it's pathetic. It's it's. <laughs> oh God, do you have any thoughts? I can oh, see again because this this damn book this damn book is closed. Oh my good God! I don't know. It it's if if Baker does get you know beat out by Trask, that's saying a whole lot because evidently they're saying they don't trust Baker Mayfield at all and if that does happen what was that say for us to be you in think? trusting you know Godwin what's it what's us trusting freaking you know Mike Evans you know Mike Evans. I guess the only thing we can act, I think the only thing we can act is yeah the only thing we could probably trust is the running backs and Rashad White oh wait Rashad White's not that good <laughs> <laughs> But if we have to, I guess we'll have to trust Rashad White because, you know, if there's going to be no, you know, yeah, trustable yeah. QB, I mean, yeah, Miles you... will just back on the running, but the, just get the, take over that running back situation, just draft, 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 and not worry about, <laughs> don't worry about these guys, I guess. But yeah, it, it's, Trash. I don't know. I Trash. think Baker, I think, you know, I think Baker makes it. I can't, I can't see Tra Kyle Trask beating out Baker, no, but if that Trask does, that'd be a, no. No That'd be a huge, huge miracle. But overall, it is kind of a shady and shitty situation for the Buccaneers because <laughs> I don't. I guess I don't like it. But that would go. That means would we bump down our AB our draft positions on 
Mayfield or not Mayfield, Evans and Godwin. Yeah, this you know this could affect it. Yeah, it, it, we, I mean we bring a lot of this stuff up because it's funny and it's you know, but it, it has big ramifications in fantasy. It's like a butterfly effect. You know, if there's uh, if Kyle Trask somehow beats out Baker Mayfield, I mean, do you really think that that he's got a better arm or that he's going to be able to distribute better to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Russell Gage and you know Kate Otten, all these guys? No. And so, especially especially Mike Evans and, and Godwin, because these are thousand yard you know receivers that people are going to be drafting pretty heavy, and it's you know that's going to affect a lot of stuff. But yeah, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> oh yeah, but I think that kind of wraps up all the book because yeah, I'm I'm hoping Baker just kind of tie tails everything. Yeah, far as uh, far as next week, honestly, I don't know what we're doing next week yet. We haven't gotten that far yet. Um, I'm actually. I'm actually kind of kaput, and I'm 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 out of air because we did these heavy divisional previews and whatnot. I don't know. I might just say I might take a break, and they're like, you know, next week might not even be a show. Maybe, maybe you could try to get an MLB show up in here or something next week. I don't know, but all I know is I put my fingers up right. Thirty-two. I'm trying to do thirty-two. We did (laughs) thirty-two. That South Dakota education, right? Or that Jamie language. Or we got that Jamie language going on because you know I you know okay. for me I can't pronounce anything worth shit either. So, but other than yeah, that, whatever yeah whatever he um whatever uh you know Jay wants to end up doing next week if we um if he does a baseball show with Donovan or if I jump on with them or how, however however it ends up happening. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in baseball. I mean look I mean you see the scroll at the bottom, uh what the Braves are doing they you know what Strider's doing. Uh, leading the league in strikeouts, you know, Acuna and Matt Olson. All the Braves are just tearing it up. I mean, all over the the stat lines and what Otani's doing. Uh, so there, I mean, there's a lot of big big topics. You know, we haven't done a baseball show in a while, so that might yeah. be an option. Uh, another mock draft. You know, if we end up doing yeah, a show, we'll so get a few more things in here before the season starts too, as yep. well. I know yep. everybody's going to be jumping in with um, um, drafting and whatnot too. I know we'll be doing some of that here too as soon as well, but. Um, other than that, we'll, we'll keep you guys informed, but you know, everything will be in the discord. So make sure you guys, um, join our discord. It's actually in the description. So go and jump in the discord and join our and join that, please. That'd be awesome. Um, and also make sure you join our, um, if you don't catch our live streams, you know, playback, go and get on Spotify, get on Apple pods, get on Google pods. We're all there. That's around, um, pod bean tune in and some others that i didn't know about but all right i have our heavy hitters is spotify google and apple pod so go like and follow us there hit the bell so you know when our our um audio versions do come out um but yeah other than that i think we're kind of wrapping up we enjoyed everybody who, <clears throat> who joined us tonight i can't even talk either it was a blast um i hope everybody did like the stream tonight but uh, other than that, Donovan says he'll be sitting on the lake all week next week. Well, I guess that'll be out. So maybe uh, no stream next doing week. A little, doing a little fishing. <clears throat> yeah. But other than that, guys, we'll catch you guys maybe next week. I'll figure that out. But other than that, thanks for joining us tonight. I know it was kind of long because divisional previews get to be long. But I hope everybody enjoyed the graphics tonight. If you guys liked it, shoot a comment down below or the discord or whatever because i might do some more of this when it comes to waiver tuesdays 
help for especially pickups that day. So I might do some of this and do some of this to help out everybody too as well. So, but other than that, I think we're going to get up body here. We'll, we will see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. From Out of Rhythm, I'm Jamie. That's Eli. Can't even we'll do it right. Guys. Yeah. I'm trying to miss <laughs> we'll, <the spot>. see <laughs> we'll see you guys <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs>